G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. One of the outstanding initiatives that gauges the perceptions and attitudes of young people in Australia is Mission Australia's annual youth survey. The youth survey is now in its 20th year. More than 20,000 young people, 15 to 19 years old, took part in the survey earlier this year. Well, The findings shed light on how young people are coping, especially in this time coming out of a pandemic. Let's get some insights as we near the end of 2021 about how our young people are coping. Mission Australia State Director for Queensland is Stephen Vines. But we'll talk on a national level here. But Stephen, welcome along to 2020. Uh, Thank you for the invitation. It's great to be here. Stephen, the survey runs through a number of months in the middle of the year. This time of year, the Results are out and we get to talk about these. It's a significant survey. Give us some insight into how many young people took part this year. Uh, Yes, so this year nationally we had some 20,207 young people participated in our annual survey. Uh, This is now our 20th annual survey, so we've been doing it for, for 20 years. And the survey gauges the attitudes of young people and the sorts of things you discover in there are how they're coping and what are the important things for young people? What are the main issues that have come out this year? Yeah, so I guess there are three uh, very clear top issues that were of greatest national concern for young people in this year's survey. So young people told us they were uh, COVID-19, the environment, uh, equity and discrimination. And then close behind that was mental health. So these are the big issues. And you take a broad cross-section, and it's not just non-Indigenous Australians, but you've got Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders also participating in the survey. So uh, there's quite a broad cross-section there. Yes, that's one of the um, really rich, uh, I guess, values that come out this survey is it is a good uh, representation of young people across the country. Uh, as you say, a, um, a high number of Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander participation uh, rates as well as uh, you know, people co- from all sorts of cultural backgrounds. So it's a very good uh, diverse representation of the Australian community in our survey. And this is an interesting one, and for some this will be quite controversial, but for the first time there's interest here and the numbers of young people who responded saying that they identify as gender diverse. That's an interesting finding and a controversial one. And what are your thoughts around the way that young people responded? No doubt you asked that question. Yeah, so I guess what we did find was that uh, in the results... They, they do vary depending on uh, young people's you know, backgrounds and what they bring. Certainly in terms of those who identified as um, uh, self-identified as gender diverse, 
did uh, report much higher levels of uh, issues around mental health um, and also around discrimination and having experienced themselves unfair treatment uh, in, in different forms. So, yeah, that, that was particularly uh, marked, I guess, in terms of the higher levels uh, of things that they responded to, uh, the gender-diverse uh, young people. Interesting the way that might have affected the outcome of the survey. As you said, the top three things, COVID, mental health and equity and discrimination, and that coupled with hand-in-hand hand, uh, this number of young people who are identifying as gender diverse. Do you know if that's something that is really quite a permeated effect amongst young people in Australia? Uh, well, what we did find was that those uh, top three issues, for, and including mental health, were pretty go consistently the same top four issues across uh, all young people. It's, uh, I guess, just then um, different young people responded uh, in um, yeah, high, at higher rates in regards to some of those, but they were still in common, uh, the, the same sort of three to four top issues across uh, young people across the country. And that was consistent across different states and territories as well, for example. Stephen, how do these results highlight any of the impacts that have come from the COVID pandemic and lockdown restrictions and such things? What have you gleaned from how young people have responded? Now, I've got, of course, you've got two years now of detail about this. So how do things look so far as pandemic goes? Yeah, so what the survey showed was that the COVID-19 impacts have just increased again uh, in the second year, you know, on top of how young people responded uh, in the first year of the pandemic. Uh, and that's, uh, young people told us that that's the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting them in a number of ways. Probably the, the top three areas that they reported uh, impacts on was around how it affects their participation in activities. And we know that, um, yes, for example, sporting activities is, is very important to young people uh, and it's had an impact there for them. Uh, but it's also had an impact and been quite disruptive to their education uh, as well as then to their mental health. So those three areas were really very significant uh, in the impacts that COVID's having on our young people. So when it comes to the barrier, as you say, around their achievements and academically, because a lot of young people, particularly southern states, missed a lot of school through the year, do those sorts of things find their way into results like this? Uh, absolutely. And uh, for the first time this year, this survey, well, for the first time uh, for quite a number of years anyway, uh, the number of young people in full-time education uh, was under 90% uh, yeah, in terms of all those who were part of the survey. So it shows that the participation in full-time employment has been, uh, education, sorry, has been disrupted by covid uh, this year. Having said that, a positive side to it is that young people have said that they're satisfied or very satisfied with their studies. About 64% of young people said that. So there's some positive um, stuff in there, but I guess what's clear is, yeah, it's certainly uh, disrupted young people's uh, study uh, plans. Would you say that overall the survey delivers a fairly optimistic outlook from young people or is there a leaning towards a pessimistic outlook? How do you describe things, Stephen? Oh, I guess like 
they, it probably depends on your perspective. There's some positive things there to hold on to uh, in terms of, you know, just the, I guess, the positive you know, optimism uh, that young people uh, are holding. But uh, on the other side is yeah, there's a lot of uh, stress that our young people are being experienced. Uh, coping with stress was uh, the top personal issue that young people are reported that they're going through this year. And I guess that's stress because of things like the studies, stress from um, COVID-19, and for others, the stress that comes from you know, un- being unfairly treated, uh, as well as you know, mental health. So there's um, yeah a bit of a mix of, of both, I guess. Um, but it's great to see that, that, that underlying optimism that young people do have. And you've got some ways that you're able to identify uh, how young women cope up against the way young men cope. What sort of differences are there in some of the stresses and challenges that young people have been facing? Uh, yeah, no, that's a really good question because what we did find was uh, some major differences between uh, how females and male uh, young people responded. While in general the, the issues were the same you know, ranking uh, for, for both, females and males, uh, females tended to rate the, um, the issues of concern at you know, higher pr- uh, proportion levels. So what we did find was that, uh, for example, uh, a body image uh, was an issue that was more significantly reported uh, by females than um, uh, young males. Now, as I understand it, young people in this survey identified fairly widely areas of loneliness in their lives. And uh, even one in four feeling lonely all of the time or most of the time. Is that something we ought to be disturbed about? Uh, yeah, that, that is an area to be concerned about, I think, that one in four should feel you know, lonely um, all or most of the time. Again, there we had uh, uh, female young people did report higher rates than that. So that's the, um, the average between both males and females, the one in four. Um, and we had about four in ten young people feeling stressed um, most or all of the time. So I think, uh, yeah, those things are of concern. And so we certainly need to be listening to what young people are telling us and, and doing something about it. Stephen, with results like this, and uh, they get passed on to government departments and they're used in policy formation, those sorts of things, but the effect on young people in general, and I know that Mission Australia has had this at the heart, the thought that young people are being listened to. How important is it that young people have had a voice and they've been able to respond to a survey like this and and even with, as you say, there's some concerning things in there, but you wouldn't know unless you asked those young people. So is there a sense in which this is a time to be listening to young people? Oh, ab- absolutely. It's probably um, yeah, no more critical time than now, particularly um, as we're going through uh, various things, you know, like the COVID-19 pandemic and other issues. It's really important that we do listen to young people. They've got uh, so many great uh, ideas. They've got the answers. Uh, we just need to listen and uh, act on what they're telling us. And that's one of the great things with the youth survey is it gives young people a voice, a platform to uh, have their say on what the issues are, what the concerns are, and some of the ways forward to uh, help our young people. They are our future you know, adults, so they're the people, young adults who will be um, uh, relying on for the future, 
So it's really important that we listen to them, that uh, employers listen to them because they're our future workforce. Uh, it's re- they're really critical uh, people and critical to listen to what they're saying. Well, Mission Australia, one of those organisations, wonderful Christian foundation, and uh, you've been doing this youth survey now for 20 years, Stephen. So uh, undoubtedly there'll be some good uh, contrasts and comparisons and the development of the way young people have changed their thinking now over decades. Uh, We might have to wait till another day to talk about some of those things. But for people to get a hold of this survey result today, uh, is it available when they go to the Mission Australia website? Yes, so people can go to the Mission Australia website and they'll be able to access the uh, the results of the youth survey. Uh, and there they'll also be able to see you know, some of the other things that Mission Australia is doing uh, to support uh, young people, but uh, also more generally you know, vulnerable people, supporting them to move towards independence, uh, I guess two key areas that uh, we work on is ensuring all Australians can have a safe home and can thrive. It's missionaustralia.com.au to be able to access those results. Stephen Vines is the Mission Australia State Director in the state of Queensland. Stephen, thanks so much for sharing these thoughts with us today on 2020. Thanks for having us, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.